I write 800-page novels. My reward is I get to give an eight-minute speech. <laughs> we go quickly. Birth. I open my eyes. Mom. Beautiful. Lovely. Southern. Drawling. Uneducated. Redneck girl. Dad. Huge. Six foot four. 240-pound fighter pilot. He had an IQ, the temperature of my hotel room. <clears throat> you look at my father, you only had two words came to your mind. Jurassic Park. <laughs> I lived this childhood. If this could be called living, my sister and my seven brothers and sisters, there were also six miscarriages. My sister called the miscarriages the lucky ones. And she thought these little fetuses, these little feti, conroys, floating around would hear what was going on in my family and say, no way, man, <clears throat> I'm not going there. My mother's family from Rome, Georgia, Piedmont, Alabama. Let me give you the names of my family on that side, and you'll know everything about this Southern family you need to know. There's Jasper Catlett, Clyde, Pluma, Cicero, Naomi, Winona. <laughs> and my favorite name of all was my great uncle, whose name was Jerry Meyer Peak. I asked my grandmother, I said, where'd this name came, come from, Grandma? And she said, it came from the Bible. It's named after J the prophet, Jerry Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> my mother later would tell friends and neighbors and new relatives that we came from one of the most distinguished Southern families in the history of the South. So I'd, I'd listen to this for a while and say, Mom, I've met these people. <laughs> and she said, son, we lost everything during the woe. <laughs> and I said, it must have been a hell of a woe. <laughs> and I said, I can understand I'm losing their land, their property, their wealth, but why can't they read? And why don't they have any teeth, Mom? <laughs> my mother was the first fiction writer in my family. <laughs> my father told me last year, told me these words. He said, son, if I'd beaten you more as a child, you'd be a better writer. I said, Dad, if you beat me much more, I'd be Shakespeare. <laughs> and the books that I've written have come from these twin powers in my life. My mother, whose love of language, raised me to be a Southern writer. And she said, son, Southerners make the best writers. And her fierce pride of the South was something that was very large in me. My father who got depressed after we didn't go to war 
with Cuba during the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> I said, Mom, I've never seen Dad depressed. Why is he depressed? And my mother said, son, don't talk to him now. He wanted to nuke Cuba. <laughs> All this comes out in what I write and what I feel and the passion for I bring to the subject of family and locale and the people that I've loved in my life. In 1984, the book I'm writing now came to you because my mother told me many things, but she never told me that mothers get cancer. She never told me that mothers get leukemia. And I went into the hospital room with mom, my beautiful mother. I'm telling you all, she was gorgeous. In the last days, when she weighed 80 pounds, she lost all her hair to chemotherapy. And I was staying with her, and she had diarrhea, and she was vomiting. And she said, son, you know, you shouldn't do this with me. I said, mama, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. You did it for me. And then one night, when her wig had fallen off, it was the worst night of the chemotherapy. My mother would be dead in two weeks. And she was awake, and I was awake, and she asked me a question. She said, son, are you writing about me in the new book, The Prince of Tides? And I said, mama, I'm not. She says, you're lying. <laughs> I said, mom, I'm a little worried you would not like the portrait I'm painting you of The Prince of Tides. Mama said, I wanted to ask you one favor. So I went up on my, you know, got on my knees by her bed and held her hand, and I said, mama, you're in a great position to bargain. <laughs> and she said, don't write about me like this. Make me beautiful. So I said, Mama, the one thing you gave to me, the one gift you gave to me as a child, is you made me love the English language. And I'm the only person in the world that can lift you off this bed. And I promise this, when they speak of beauty in the South, they're going to talk about you. Because I can set you singing and dancing and laughing off this bed, and I promise I'll do it in this book. And then my mother said, knowing the history of my books being made in the movie, said, I'd like Meryl Streep to play the role. <laughs> I want to end with this very, very quick thing. My best friend was named Bernie Shine. He went to Newberry College. I went to the Citadel. I bet some of y'all are going to these small name schools here. Most of y'all I met, it's y'all are so embarrassed to tell me you're going to Harvard, Princeton, Yale. I mean, you, you, there's there's true embarrassment of this this kind of riches so early in your life. Bernie later got into graduate school at Harvard, and he called me up after he'd been there two months, and he said, "Pat, I've been to Harvard. I've talked to everybody up here." And I said, "What do they like, Bernie?" He said, "I got something to tell you. You ain't gonna believe." I said, "What is it?" He said, I talked to everybody. I said, Bernie, just tell me what it is. He said, here it is, Pat. We're smarter than these guys. <laughs> and what y'all need to do in this room is keep your eyes on those kids back home. Keep your eyes on the kids that didn't go to Montana. Because they're the ones you're going to have to watch. Because some of them are hungry and some of them are mad that you're here. And I know that because I wouldn't have been here when I was a senior in high school. Thanks very much.
Yes. Um, my name is Josh Hellman. I'm from Tacoma, Washington. And I was just curious, you're an author and you write a lot of books and they're produced into movies. Um, do you watch the movies? And how do you usually feel about the movies, like how they portray what you write about in the books? I usually feel after a movie is made out of one of my books, I feel much richer. <laughs> and what... Well, the, the problem I have is because I write autobiographically, it's funny, when my father, I brought my father down to see when, they, when Robert Duvall was playing him. And my father, <laughs> I, said, I said, there's Robert Duvall, Dad. My dad, dad's big. And I said, what do you think about Duvall? He says, they got a midget to play me, son. <laughs> and my mother's being played by Blythe Danner. And Blythe is beautiful, Mama's prettier. And so usually with me, it's a sense of disappointment that they're not larger than life the way, you know, my parents were. And the disappointment I feel is that I had a real image of somebody. And I usually, you know, do not get that. That's it. Yes? Okay. I'm Mary Walker from Missoula, Montana. And my question was pretty much the same as his. But I also was wondering if you had, like, any input into what goes into the movies. And do you get a, like, referred to at all? Or do they just okay. sort of do it without you? Do I get input <laughs> in the movies? Okay, no. I'm a writer. They could care less what I said <laughs> about it. And they look at writers as something you simply buy, like Kleenex. <laughs> and they simply could not care less what I think. And the way they make this palatable is they say, we are going to buy this. Now, you do not have to accept all this money. <laughs> and you have this choice. And I've always taken the high road, and I have gone for the money every <laughs> single time. Yeah. Hi, I'm Liz Pine from Chicago, and I was wondering how you feel, because, okay, when I see movies, a lot of times they're very intense emotional experiences, and I've wondered how you feel having your childhood tense, you know, intense emotional experiences broadcast across the screen for millions of people to watch. Okay, I feel okay, but here's my family has problems with seeing our lives. Uh, <laughs> We were watching The Great Santini. There's one scene, and my whole family's there, all seven kids, my mother, my father, we're all sitting there watching it. And the audience knew we were in there. There's one scene where Santini beats up his whole family. So the audience naturally, oh, there, and he's pounding them to a pulp. And he's, <laughs> and he's having fun like that. This was Dad's hobby during our childhood. And he is having a ball. And the audience is tense, and my brother, Jim, is leaning down, and he leans out to speak to all the kids. And he says one word. He says, Bambi. <laughs> Duvall is Bambi compared to Dad. <laughs> Why didn't they hire Dad as a, an advisor if they want to know how to beat up a family? <laughs> so it is always intense, and it is always emotional. But it's also... It's also fun because much better looking people walk around <laughs> pretending they're me. <laughs> and I like that. One thing I want to do, and thank you for it. I, I want my wife and my child, Susanna and Lenore, where I stand up where everybody can see you, you were around. My God, they skipped my speech. No, there's Susanna. <laughs> Lenore, you have to admit you're married to me. We've been married a long time. Is she around? She skipped my speech. It's amazing. 
Okay, thank you all very much.